0: Good morning, everyone. Right on time, my co-host, Craig Siegel, appears from nowhere like an eagle from the sky. He has his favorite shirt on. I can see that. And I'm going to to see him in person. Hopefully today, I think at 2 p.m., we're all meeting up at Times Square in front of the NASDAQ. uh, What is his hope definitely? (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're excited to have you here on Office Hours, Craig. Thank you for waking up early if you haven't checked out the CLS experience you haven't experienced too much yet but we have a great guest he's ready to go standing on edge christian wachter is here he's ceo of i'm gonna say this imc ag uh anyway uh he is a, a founder in uh this spinoff of Saarland university uh helping empowering so many uh different people uh for our future welcome christian to office hours
1: Thank you. Good morning, good afternoon to everybody. Great to be in your show. Uh,
0: Great great to have you. And uh, yes, we're worldwide. And, um, you know, there is a shortage of talent. Uh, And it's not that there's not talented people. There's a shortage of skills and knowledge aligned with what's needed today for the expansion uh, of business, of philanthropy, uh, of environmental issues, um, and we have to rethink our educational institutions uh, to prepare uh, not for the 1950s, but for the <laughs> 20 for the 2050s. And so I was hoping you could give us a, a little bit of insight on the type of uh, education that our institutions should be uh, empowering our students with uh, instead of the antiquated 1950s model, the nine to five model of, uh, the, yep. the 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 work chain and workflow
2: sure.
1: yeah thank you very much and thanks for the introduction um yeah um maybe as well as a, a guy based in uh in germany grown up here in europe having also a perspective here what's uh happening in europe but also being here with imc uh globally uh so we we have uh, clients in the U.S. also in Asia, maybe also sharing some some differences that we see in the the various systems. Uh, and um, yeah, uh, maybe starting with a with a uh, short comparison between what we see in companies in larger organizations compared to what we have in schools and partially also still in in, in universities. Uh, and uh, so there uh, is still a huge difference, uh, where we see that uh, corporates organizations are much more advanced how they design their training, how they organize qualifications, how they organize skilling, reskilling, we still see uh, in the primary sector, in the schools, that we, yeah, still in that model of the 1950s. Uh, so having uh, face-to-face, uh, uh, age-to-whatever, to 3 p.m. Uh, classroom sessions. And uh, yeah, there was that chance during Corona where we had all these lockdowns and uh, uh, also these organizations need to change the way how they provide training how they provide their classroom sessions Uh, but unfortunately we see since uh, we are back to normal uh, in these organizations they also switch back to that old style whereas uh, in uh, um, larger organizations in in corporate companies they continuously develop that new model integrating also new learning into new work And uh, this is uh, a little pity that uh, we don't have these positive effects uh, in uh, that uh, school and also in the university sector. So, there I can uh, really summarize that companies are are much more advanced in the way how they provide training compared to uh, what we see in schools and uh, in universities.
2: Yeah, love this. I just want to acknowledge, I love that you're standing right now. Great. Yeah, I'm (laughs) standing. That's awesome energy. You're man. jealous, Craig, Craig. You're jealous because I know you love to stand. It's true, <laughs> I do. Uh, I love this conversation. Craig's but- standing,
0: actually, too. He's just that short. Dave, you couldn't resist, huh? I couldn't. Yeah, you set me
2: up as a softball. Yeah. I am a half an inch taller than Craig. I don't know about that. We'll see later today. Christian, it's great to connect you. I love what you're doing. You you remind me of a true visionary, and I love that you're expanding now in the U.S. Um, in addition to Europe and Australia, You all know, the other mm-hmm. things that you have going on. I'm just wondering, like, with your mindset, like, where do you, where are you taking this thing? What does that look like? What's the vision for you over the next three to five years?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What we currently see is, is, uh, and also David mentioned that, uh, uh, that, uh, reskilling approach uh, of the uh, current workforce is a very important topic and that we need uh, and that we can help uh, companies and organizations to improve their model. Uh, so uh, we see huge changes in, in every industry due to digitalization due to using of whatever artificial intelligence. There's a huge change uh, and also the needed skills. Uh, 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 for companies are changing dramatically and uh, so there are new models are needed how to reskill to upskill people uh, also to find uh, the shortest and the fastest way uh, to uh, develop people in a certain direction Uh, so helping companies to identify those uh, people uh, that can really Yeah, developed in a way that they can work now in totally new jobs, maybe jobs that currently don't even exist. And uh, uh, there, yeah, on the one hand side, technology like ours can help companies uh, to do so. And uh, on the other hand, of course, there is then uh, also a a lot of, um, yeah, Internal change management, change in mindset, but also change in many many procedures uh, and and doings uh, necessary. Let me give an example. So currently, uh, you have an, uh, a company that uh, has a huge plant, and uh, there you uh, have uh, yeah um, people driving buses to bring there to the various locations on that huge plant. We all know that these bus drivers uh, aren't ne- anymore uh, needed in five. Nah, maybe it's faster in three to five years to do on an autonomous driving. On an area like a plant, you can do this easily autonomously. So what we now do with our bus drivers, we uh, can make them redundant. But uh, why don't we reskill them in a way that we can use them as test engineers for autonomous driving? They have a lot of skills that are helping uh, to. Um, um uh, improve data quality and uh, this is where we see how we can use existing qualifications and develop these people into totally new uh, jobs uh, that uh, are required to technology changes and uh, this is then uh, helping thinking across certain borders and why don't developing a bus driver into a quality engineer for autonomous driving and uh, identifying those new jobs identifying uh, what skills are needed, and then seeing who is closest with the skills to these uh, that we need in the future. This will be one of the biggest challenges we see. Uh, and then uh, combine this with all the new work activities uh, uh, in uh, in a way that, that people can do this easily and smart. And uh, this is uh, where uh, we see the major changes in the next years.
0: Dave, can you feel his passion? Oh yeah, Christian. Um... You guys are opening a new site in the U.S. for IMC. Uh, one of the challenges that I see as an employer um, and someone who advises very large, multi-global national corporations is that the majority of the people that work for us today aren't in the job they're going to be in within five years. In fact, the job they're going to be in in five years does not exist today. Yeah, uh, And I think... You know, utilizing this new form of holistic education is a requirement, a necessity to figure out how can we empower the skills, the knowledge and continue to have a desire to be something that doesn't exist comparatively (laughs) when we were young. I want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a failure, an engineer or all the above. Uh, They existed when I was five years old. But today, the majority of the jobs don't exist that will hold in five years.
1: Yeah. Yep, it is, Uh, but on the other hand, this is also a a huge chance. So so people that are curious, that are willing uh, to uh, develop in such a direction, uh, uh, is that what we need? And then uh, helping these people to see, okay, there is a chance for me, even as a bus driver, (laughs) uh, uh, so uh, there is a chance for me to find something new, uh, even due to new technologies like autonomous driving, maybe my job will be redundant in a certain uh, time, but I immediately that chance. And I also see what I need to learn to fulfill the new requirements. And I think this is really a chance also to support that total transition in the industry we are currently
2: seeing. Yeah, I, I love this. Dave, we'll end the plane with this one. Um, for your vision and it's very obvious that's how- also an autonomous uh, thing today landing yeah. planes yeah well, well, when that, and
1: also identifying the skills and the, uh, those things that will ke- come up in the future and uh there yeah deep learning and and big data is helping so what we are for example currently doing is uh, for our clients constantly parsing job descriptions so what is out there what are the requirements for the jobs uh, that are out what are the skills that are needed in the future because therefore companies are looking for people and then matching these things with the job descriptions in the company and see okay this is what an engineer currently is doing at your place and these are the requirements obviously that comes from the market is your stuff still is your stuff already skilled in this direction or do you see here a gap and what we can do to help you as a company to develop uh, your uh, uh, stuff that are uh, still on that level, that they're still attractive for the market uh, uh, and that they still can perform also tomorrow in in the job that they are currently doing. And this is beside all the reskilling and the transition that other challenge, keeping the skills on that level that the people can do their job also next year and in two years. Uh, So this is the the other challenge uh, that we see also with all the the, uh, demographic changes also in in our uh, society. so Mainly also here in Europe, you see the workforce is getting older and older and older. Uh, On the other hand, you need to constantly upskill these guys uh, because we need them still in the companies.
2: Yeah. I love it. I know we're getting to the end here. So maybe this is a long-winded answer, but uh, as short as we can. I know this is very important to you. It's very obvious. Why is this, this mission so important to you? What, what is your why here?
1: Yeah, the US, uh, of course, uh, is uh, for every European company an attractive market. So it's a uh, uh, company is with, with a lot of employees with a high demand uh, on those topics I've described. Uh, and uh, so uh, therefore uh, this is uh, one, uh, um, reason why and the other thing is also that open mindset that we see in the US market with our clients so the that uh, curiosity the uh, willing to transform to really develop to uh, to uh, change job uh, so this is uh, really where we see uh, and where we also expect that these models I've described uh, can be Deployed and also further developed much more faster than we we currently see here in Europe. So also starting with that uh, introduction on on schools where we are very, yeah, stable and uh, change resistant, uh, I expect that uh, uh, we see in uh, uh, in the US a totally different and a totally more positive uh, dynamic uh, to uh, be successful with these models.
0: Love it. Amazing. Christian Vochtler, CEO of IMC AG, changing the way we look at things. So the things we look at change, preparing us for a future that doesn't exist yet. Thank you so much, Christian. We look forward to seeing more of IMC in the USA, more companies utilizing the empowerment of your holistic approach to education. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you,
1: Christian. Thank you very much. Uh, it was a pleasure. Take
0: care. We'll have you back. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. And now a happy and brave human coming on. I saw her in the comments. I was a little worried she wasn't going to come and join us in person. Uh, But here she is, thank goodness, early in the morning, no matter what coast you're on except for the German coast, uh, Lori (laughs) Garretts, CEO and founder of the Holistic Enterprise, right in time, right in tune. Welcome to Office Hours.
3: Thank you, David. Welcome, guys. appreciate me being here again with you. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for coming back so early. And, you know, we uh, both and I know Siegel's learning the soulful approach uh, to entrepreneurship and, uh, you know, looking to see how we can help entrepreneurs and business owners with life circumstances uh, by understanding a holistic approach to life. And so I would love to you uh, for you to share your optimistic Uh, enlightening view of how we can apply this life to the life circumstances in order to create revenue.
3: Well, brilliant question, David. I've just um, uh, finished the world record where we've been uh, interviewing a lot of CEOs uh, with that question, and you've been as well participating. But coming back to the answer, I truly believe that it's only when we possess the individual awareness and consciousness, we can as well tap that and bring that to collective kind of consciousness. And that is why I want to see companies uh, nurtured or ecosystems nurtured in a way where we are bringing whole self to the table. And the gap, the one I am observing throughout the years of of our work, it is that there is... um, as a separateness, or the illusion of separateness, fragmentation. When uh, I am me as Laura in solitude in nature alone, and there is a different Laura um, at the moment I step in in a boardroom. Uh, at the moment I step in in a leadership team, and uh, and it wasn't only from my side. I've been ex- experiencing that as well, like in other human beings and other leaders. And that was the question I was asking, like, what does it take internally, uh, you know, of, of deep work to truly bring whole you everywhere you go? Um, and when I say whole you, I mean that we have to imagine that we sit in a boardroom of directors and there is this pressure to growth, to grow at any cost normally kicking in, uh, in a traditional kind of management style. And this is where we have to be so aligned with our values and our as i say soul to be brave enough to say hey guys stop right and and that's that's the bravery i'm looking for in a holistic enterprises and when i and when you ask the question what does it take so it is bringing that whole meaning that at the moment i feel the signals that certain decisions or certain discussions are taking me away from the inner truth. I am so freaking bold and brave just to simply stop these hundred people, even if there is hundred, and on eyes on, on me. So, um, so, yeah.
2: I absolutely love this. Um, right up my alley, Dave, you're right. With your approach, you're able to unlock engagement with customers and workers. And when it comes to building a team, which I am now, and Dave is a massive one, Culture is so important, and, and one of the things that you're able to, to create is better talent retention, um, which is amazing. I'm just curious, if what are some of your approaches to really help elevate the culture, the camaraderie, and, and really make people feel seen in the work that you do?
3: All right. Um, I normally start with only one question uh, from, the, from the founder or the CEO. It is uh, asking himself or herself, where are the places I lie to myself. I allow myself to create a narrative where I'm smaller. And uh, and then once that question is, um, you know, you are aware about that question on a daily basis with those hundreds or thousands of people, start asking the same question in your team. During, during fast meetings, I mean, 15-minute meetings, we all have it, right, with the KPIs and dashboards, and we want the effectiveness. But hey, life is not linear, right? And we have to weave certain space in that, let's say, effective linear meetings where we can look at ourselves from a side and ask ourselves, like, let's look at that Gantt chart. We see the milestones there. But guys, is that aligned with the outcomes we want? Where do we feel the inner conflict? Do we still need to deliver all of these tasks? um and where do we lie for ourselves because we are simply afraid we are like you know hooked to that plan we created i don't know a week ago and which is in a way you know it's not anymore needed (laughs) normally so i always ask the question um that one brave question where do we lie to ourselves if we are like freaking honest to who we are i know it's a tough question but it's a necessary one and um yeah, and then people come up, you know, with so many uh, deep um, hidden traumas, I would say, collective traumas and uh, narratives as well. Some of them affect some of them as well as stories, you know, it depends again on the context. But uh, when the CEO or the founder is walking the talk and is vulnerable enough to bring that question and kind of speak up loudly that, guys, I think yesterday I lied to myself when I looked at these certain measures, I made assumption xyz i think that was wrong um and i did that because of something you know i was afraid to not know the answer i was afraid to lose the control whatever it is you know so kind of being vulnerable and honest and uh, yeah so and yeah and, and being accountable um in front of yourself and your people i mean that's the only i it wouldn't even call it recipe <laughs> you know it's just what I saw that it worked for me in my own life and that um, it works for, for the teams as well.
2: Love that. Dave, you're big on that too.
0: Yeah, teaching values, daily practices and a trajectory of where we think we want to be and being radically humble in the fact that we don't know what we don't know. But uh, to that end, Craig, you make a great point as being a leader in the larger the organization that you have, uh, somebody still has to, uh, put the trajectory into place. Uh, somebody even utilizing radical humility, not only has to be honest with themselves, but have to encourage other people, uh, to honor themselves. And, you know, I'm really intrigued. Uh, one of the mentors that I had was a guy named Marshall Thurber, uh, an absolute genius. He wrote a book called social deviance. Um, and he talked about a process called perturbation. And I use it in my coaching, I use it in my leadership uh, to help expose and raise awareness to people who lie to themselves. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's counterintuitive and conflictual in the nature of being radically humble or kind or gracious to point out to those people that work with us where they're lying to themselves to gain productivity, accessibility, and gratitude in their lives. And you hurt people's feelings. I have this in coaching scenarios all the time where, you know, people don't want to hear the truth all the time. And, you know, as a leader, uh, there is a a balance between this woo woo. Hey, Kumbaya, I'm radically humble. Hey, I don't know what I don't know, but somebody better point out a trajectory and somebody better kick somebody in the rear end to bring the best out of them. How do you see, because you deal with so many companies, the best way to reconcile perturbation as a leader with the uh, humble, Mm -hmm. let's all just do our best and have fun?
3: Okay. Um, That's, again, my beliefs and and what I've been um, myself experiencing. It is, um, I truly am a fan of having a purpose or the impact that is far beyond bigger than your lifetime. And once we find that, we can call it purpose. We can call it biggest audacious. Why? Whatever. It doesn't really matter. But you just simply know that this is the fucking thing. You know that you are born for, and that's your duty. Uh, and when it's your duty, I mean, you you don't you know you you don't have time to to I will not call that work, but you know to put the sugar on and and have pink glasses. You just you know that there there is humanity waiting, right? There is the world waiting for us to deliver the impact and value. And and in that sense, when you are so much in love with that impact or purpose, you can't do it in a way which is not ethical, not respectful. It will happen naturally. Um, And because that's that's you know who you are. You feel you are in oneness with that impact, and that's it. And there will always be people who will join you because you you allow your you surrender yourself towards that bigger, audacious vision that is not yours anymore, it's far bigger than your any fears of being rejected, you know. Uh, so so yeah, so there will be people who will leave for sure, but uh, but maybe that's good as well because. At the end of the day, we want the ones uh, who truly believe in the same impact of purpose.
2: Yeah, I love that. And you can't be afraid to lose people, right? That's why you have no, to. No,
0: They'll fall away to protect and promote you. Land the plane, Mr. Siegel, the eagle.
2: Yeah. So, one of the things that you do so well is you you're able to facilitate being fully aligned with your impact and soul. And I just, I I was reading that, I was doing my homework, and I think that was so beautiful. I think I know what that means, but maybe some of the audience doesn't. Can you tell us what you mean by getting people fully aligned with their impact and soul? Uh,
3: Yeah. So in the traditional management, we truly think that uh, impact can't uh, be weaved in our operations, and our decision-making. and I mean not speaking about the soul at all so soul in business is like taboo <laughs> but i don't believe so and i've done a lot of research and recent research on those interviews and ceo world record everyone is responding of those ceos that when i'm in solitude and i know that i'm going back to the same question in the beginning but when i'm in solitude i am able to tap into the fullest alignment of my being so so that goes the same in business uh i mean we know in business at every moment we receive the email we get the phone call we sit in a strategic session we know our bodies knows and our minds know when we are not you know getting the full alignment with whatever information we are receiving it's just something not connecting so that means that it is not you know soul aligned. something is like they're niggling so this is where the moment we can stop And not look at the deadlines and gun charts and 100 KPIs, but like really bring that whole self and that innate intelligence to the board and speak up about that and literally adapt. So we always feel anchored to that purest essence of who we are. And and in that sense, we will always have the energy we need and the well-being.
0: Too bad Blaine Bartlett's not here because he's the master of the solar business. From the solar business, Laura Garrett's is here, CEO, founder of the Holistic Enterprise, theholisticenterprise.com. You know why you want to reach out. If we all want to make more money, help more people, and have more fun in this journey, we need more people like Laura Garrett's and Craig Siegel, by the way. Thank you for joining us, Laura. Come back and visit me soon. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you, Laura. Great job. All right, Siegel, I got two minutes before I got to jump on a plane to New York. Uh, Compliments of Devin Johnson, by the way. Uh, I don't stand in front of planes I don't own. I stand in front of planes that other people own. And uh, just blessed to have friends with planes. Uh, You should get more friends with
2: planes and helicopters. Well, have you?
0: Oh, I I don't have my own plane, but I have friends with planes so you can jump on. Anyway, (laughs) takeaway of the day.
2: I like what she was just talking about specifically because it's something that you told me very well, just starting with asking the employees, like, where are you lying to yourself? And then you have to really take some inventory and do it, it and be brutally honest with yourself. But that's how you can achieve the most growth. Once you understand that, you can acknowledge it then you can make some changes.
0: Yeah, my takeaway is things are happening fast. And so if you're going to hold on to a future, uh, hold on to a future, that doesn't exist, because that's what the future uh, absolutely will hold for you. Uh, And so those who don't limit their self-image and are honest with themselves and live in gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and effectively communicate with an open mind, open heart, and open hands will benefit greatly. There's a huge separation that's going to occur. And uh, which side of that separation do you want to be on, a higher frequency or a lower one? You'll see. It is happening right now at an accelerated, aggregated, exponentially outcome pace that we've never seen before. I know what side of that equation or that separation Craig Siegel's on. They don't call him Craig Siegel, the Eagle for nothing, always showing up. Check out behind him, Craig Siegel, the reinvention formula coming out uh, soon. Make sure you get your pre-orders in. Uh, It will change your life and reinvent uh, yourself, expanding and growing and creating an empowerment uh, never seen before in New York City. That's Craig Siegel, the Eagle, my dear friend. I will see you at two o'clock in Times Square. If not before, be there or be square, Craig Siegel. Same with all of our audience, 2 p.m. in front of Times Square, the Nasdaq sign, 2 p.m. to 3.30. Meet up with Craig Siegel and David Meltzer. There's the location, corner of Broadway and 45th, Right around the corner from Craig's house. We can all go over there for drinks afterwards. He's invited <laughs> for hors d'oeuvres. He has plenty of room. That penthouse is the entire 100th floor uh, right there on the east side. So let's all <laughs> join uh, Craig after the meetup. Craig, thanks for joining me, brother. Love you, Dave. Always a pleasure. See you in a few hours. Thanks. <laughs> right on. All right, everyone. Email me, David We're going to be in New York, Philly, Chicago, and Toronto. We have VIP dinner tonight, too. Uh, if you want to swing by at the last minute, email me, david at dmelter.com. We'd love to have you. Uh, I'll send a book to you. We'll sign them today. We'll be in Times Square with books signing them. If not, I'll send it to you. Pay for shipping and the book. New York, Philly, Chicago, and Toronto. Come and join us. VIP dinners everywhere as well as meetups. Come there. If it's free, it's we. David at dmelter.com. I want to thank Reluca for waking up so early on the West Coast. Gigi for staying up so late, late in Europe. Uh, We appreciate both of you producing this show and helping us every single day. That's right. We're here. Remember, most importantly, though, be more interested than interesting. Be kind to your future self and do good
2: deeds. We'll see you in New York today. Thank you.